this is Big Talk. Michael Glab here. My guest this week in the studio, Sarah Perfetti. She's the co-founder of the Be Golden Conference, which, my friends, is going to start in about a half hour. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, you got a lot going on this coming weekend. You have the Be Golden Conference. It is for women, and it's all-inclusive. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's going to be going on starting tonight. Tomorrow it's going to happen. Saturday it's going to happen. Where is this thing happening? It's all over Bloomington. Uh-huh. So the Be Golden Women's Empowerment Conference is modeled after South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. And the idea is... We have people coming in from all over the U.S. Hmm. So if we were to have it in one space, a conference or center or a hotel or something, people wouldn't really get a flavor for what Bloomington is. The idea was to get people out into the community, out in local businesses. This is during fall break, so it's a little bit quieter for businesses in Bloomington, so to support them. So we have, I think, nine different venues, um, Blue Line Media Productions, Mm -hmm. uh, Cup and Kettle Tea Company, the BCT is where our keynote presentation will take place on Saturday, and that's Buzz only Kirk Saturday. Jungley Theater. Yep. Switchyard Brewing. Yep. Inkwell Bakery and Cafe. Uh, Royale Hair Parlor, which is right on the square. Fountain Square. We have our volunteer headquarters there, um, but no sessions will be at Fountain Square. Function Brewing. And then in the Wicks building next to Royale, Royale Hair Parlor, um, CFC Cook is one of our major sponsors, and they're giving us that space in addition to some other things. It should be mentioned WFHB is also a uh, sponsor. Yes. As I say, this is an all-inclusive. I want to tell you a little anecdote. Sure. I read a history of the Democratic Convention 1972. This is at a time when the women's movement yeah. was really becoming a force. At the 72 Democratic Convention, there were a, there was a women's caucus. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, lesbian groups wanted to be included in the women's caucus and weren't. They were shunned. In fact, some really big names that would surprise us, I'm not even going to mention who they were, essentially implied or told them directly straight out, you guys are perverts. Can you imagine that? That's, I know, that's crazy. Things that wasn't changed. that long ago. Let's ho- Well, it's almost 50 years. Let's say it that way yeah. then, in that case. Things have changed, right? Things have changed, yeah. Tell me about the change. Well, right now, I mean, even in the headlines recently, you know, we have the Me Too movement, and I believe, and there's a lot of things going on um, with women and women's, women being violated. The percentage of women who are CEOs of Fortune 500 companies, it's something like two to four percent are are women Hmm. so being like so low women being so underrepresented um, we wanted to create a space where women can not just feel like we're giving them a platform because we're creating a space for them to speak but we're also an exchange of ideas and views like within the whole umbrella term of women there's so many different types of women and women who don't maybe always agree with each other either. So we're creating a space where women could talk about those different ideas, share that, maybe switch their perspective on something. The two keynote speakers that you've had uh-huh. or are going to have, you had one last year, about a year ago, the first conference, and now this coming one, keynote speakers, both black women. Yes. 
Last year was uh, Lovey Ajayi. She's a Nigerian activist and author. And uh, this year, Erica Hart, who she talks about the cancer yeah. that she has experienced. Yes. Yeah, and shows it. Yes. And that's really where she became famous um, be because of that. So she's a double mastectomy breast cancer survivor. October right now is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So it's uh -huh. actually a really good time um, to bring somebody like her in. What she represents really fits and fulfills who we are and what we're trying to be, to be an inclusive space for people who are often marginalized or not given the platform to speak. Um, so Erica Hart is in, lives in Brooklyn and Erica went through this cancer treatment. Erica, when she went through, when she was diagnosed with breast cancer, she wanted to know what the scarring would look like, as most people would. And when she was Googling, and she wasn't finding anything for women with her skin color, with her complexion, and what the scars would look like. So she asked the surgeons, what are, what are my scars going to look like? It took them a few days, and they were able to find a picture of a black woman who had breast cancer and had the surgery and she was like this isn't right like uh, there aren't images of black women who have had breast cancer and have the scars and are showing them whereas if you google it you can find tons of pictures of white women she was always somebody who was really confident with her body she wasn't shy and so she was attending afropunk in new york a few years ago and that's where she became famous so she was already doing a lot of sexual education for youth um, she teaches classes at Columbia University, and she has her master's degree in sexual health, sexual education. But when she was diagnosed with breast cancer, she added that into the conversation. Yeah. So, like, what is it like when you're going through chemo with your partner? How do you experience intimacy? How does that affect your libido? Everything like that. So she was already talking about that sexual health from that other perspective and then added cancer into that. She's also a queer woman and her partner's trans, and so she t adds that into the conversation. So she's a really big voice in, in sexual health, and yes, yeah, she was attending Afropunk and did it topless, and tons of pictures, photographers were there, and photos of her went viral, and because you're not supposed to show nipples on social media, well, she doesn't have them because she has had breast cancer. Uh -huh, so that's yes. the roundabout, the loophole of where she can go topless, and she does in Central Park in New York. And I don't know if she's going to be speaking at our conference topless or not. That'll be up to her if she feels comfortable doing that. But this is old. a perfect illustration of your inclusiveness. This person covers a lot of bases. You guys are covering a lot of bases. We're giving a platform to people who represent those views and letting them share their stories. The things start at 6 p.m., yep. which is minutes away. Friday and Saturday, workshops, sessions. Let me go over, if, if yeah. I may, some of the topics you uh, people are going to be covering. Entrepreneurship, the language of leadership, sense and sexuality. Mm -hmm. Now, this one I like, and, and I hope you can explain this one. Be the lion. What's that all about? Yeah, Jen Widerstrom is actually our other keynote speaker. Erica ah. Hart is our headlining keynote speaker, and Jen Widerstrom will also be there. She is going to be talking about leadership. So we have, the fi we have five tracks that are covered. All of the workshops are covered under 
or they hit at least one of these five tracks. Mm -hmm. So that one, Be the Lion, is all about being a fierce and outgoing person and how you do that through leadership. So her topic is really talks about a lot of things that we talk about with Be Golden, like how to get a voice. She has a book and she talks a lot about fitness. Her background is from in the health and wellness industry. So our five topics are brands and marketing, leadership, entrepreneurship, health and wellness, and social impact. And Jen speaking on Be the Lion, what falls under our leadership and entrepreneurship. What I find interesting is, and maybe this illustrates how far the women's movement has come over the years. You're talking business. Mm -hmm. How to succeed in business. Yeah, I was talking to somebody, and I don't know if this is data proven, but when we were planning this conference, we met me and the other co-founders had so many meetings with different people, and we were asking, like, what what are topics people would be interested in? What would attendees like? And somebody once told me um, women are interested in business. They're interested in topics about relationships, and they're interested in topics about uh, fitness. Those are the three things. So they said if you could at least include those three things, then you're going to be successful. So You've got it covered. Uh, I'm going to go over some more of the topics that you uh, folks are talking about. Artists are going to talk about what Mm -hmm. they go through. Sexual abuse and recovery. Yep. Black women's experiences. How about this one? Unleash your joy potential. What does that mean? A local life coach is going to be leading that. And it's all about finding happiness in your everyday life. So many people are stressed out with deadlines and there's like heightened anxiety, maybe just more awareness about anxiety. But she's talking, she's going to teach people how to find joy in simple things and how to not be so anxious and stressed out and fixated on deadlines. This seems to cover all corners of life. It does, yeah. And that health and wellness track, one of our five tracks, that falls under that because it's not just health in the physical sense, but it's your mental health too. More financial planning for creative types. Yeah. Yeah, it's the left and right brain meeting. Yeah. So somehow you're trying to bridge that. Yeah, so that topic is uh, led by another local person, Bridget Duvall, who owns Royal Hair Parlor. Mm. And she has like a lot of her personal experiences of how she's grown her company to be where it is. And also being an artist who has had to do the business stuff. So she's the first an artist who fell into the business stuff and really loved it, which is pretty unusual. It's kind of like the marriage of your left and the right brain right. like coming together. And she's so excited about this. I think she said she had an 18-page workbook that she's doing. Yikes. So she's like – she's really unique in that sense because she could do – some beautiful creative things in addition to looking at spreadsheets and project projecting models for like how they should change the business. And she wants to teach other creative people that they could do that with their businesses. It's not she, just she wants to show artists yeah. how to work a spreadsheet. Yeah, which That's is crazy. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. And she's done it, so she has proof for being successful with it. Even more. Women in music. Yep. Hey, how about this? This can be for anybody. Facing failure. Yeah. How do you face failure? How do I face failure? Yeah, you. I'm very introspective. So if I do something that's considered, you know, I like hard on myself for failing Mm -hmm. or something, not a goal not being met, I reflect on it and like learn how to make it better. Mm -hmm. You know, like everybody, I've had some major failures in life that sometimes it just feels so crushing. 
but to sit back and reflect on it. Also, like I have a really strong support system, my family, close friends, like a tight group of friends, and we're all there for each other. So whenever there's, you know, somebody's going through something to see how people can rally, I think an important thing for at least me is to have that support network to fall on. When you started this whole operation, which was about two years ago now, and I hope you tell us the whole story, apparently you were sitting with friends in a bar. Yep. And there could have been failure from this great idea, but apparently there isn't. Why don't you tell us how this came about? Be Golden, the conference. The whole idea of Be Golden Women's Empowerment Conference came about, it was a about the time of the last presidential election. So it was during the campaign. And like campaigns tend to be, it was very polarized and just so much negativity going on social media and just Mm -hmm. the way people would talk about each other. And then the president made those remarks about grabbing a woman in a certain area. And for me personally, we all came into what we would do with Be Golden from different perspectives. But we all knew that our common ground is that we wanted to do something to give back to women on a larger scale. While you're talking about what do we do, Mm -hmm. the idea is just germinating, as it were. You met a bartender. Yeah. So it was one of our first meetings after we knew that we were going to do a women's empowerment conference. We Uh didn't know exactly what that would look like. Um, Yeah, there was a bartender. I think we were at Talker's Tap and the server who was serving us, we just decided, hey, what would you like? We are here. We're trying to build this women's empowerment conference. At the time, we didn't even use that term because we weren't sure exactly what it was going to be. And we asked her, like, what what? What was what? What's your ideal dream job, or what would you prefer to do every day? Is it bartending, or is it being a brewer, or is it owning a restaurant? And she, her response was actually, she said she would like to do something, start a nonprofit that would give back to young women, like girls, um, who didn't necessarily identify like as being very feminine. So, yeah. like a more tomboyish, outdoorsy, active thing, like Girls Inc. Something yeah. like that, but strictly focused on tomboyish girls who didn't really fit into being very feminine. One of our keynote speakers from last year, Elliot Sailors, um, actually has an apparel company with her girlfriend. Um, and she, they live in New York. Her girlfriend, it's a long story, but her girlfriend is actually doing our artist talk and is part of Gallery Walk on Friday. Uh-huh. Her name is uh, Olympia. And they have a clothing apparel company called Tom is Not a Boy, which is pretty cool. It's kind of a play on words. While you were in the planning stages of this, uh, apparently you had found out that uh, similar types of ideas had been uh, brought out on both coasts. Mm -hmm. And your idea was, hey, the Midwest, uh, let's not forget Indiana and the middle of the country. Yeah, one thing that added fuel to that fire of like, what, how should we do this? Where should we do this? What level of impact do we want? A bunch of friends went to D.C. and they came back saying a lot of women there for the Women's March. They went to D.C. for the Women's March. I didn't go. Unfortunately, I wish I had gone. I'm shaking Um, my finger at you. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) And a lot of people came back. And one of the things a friend said was it – 
a lot of women there were talking so badly about the Midwest and Indiana, which they didn't feel like they were a part of that. They were kind of blaming the results of the election on people from Indiana, yeah, whereas yeah. these friends... They didn't vote in favor of the candidate who won. They were pretty <laughs> upset about that, like people shaming them for something that they oh. didn't feel like they were doing. Yeah. And when we were thinking about this conference, one of the initial ideas was to make it kind of like a retreat style where we have about 10 to 20 women and we go around different parts of the country, kind of bring a conference, a retreat to them where we bring in professional speakers, but like very small. And then we were thinking, you know what, like, why not have something here? In Bloomington is so cool. If there's going to be a progressive voice of reason in Indiana, like, there are very few places where that's going to come out of. And we figured that would be Bloomington. Like, we are the hub of a lot of that. And we have so much support from the city, from the community, local government, nonprofits. So, yeah, having, like, this place that has so many bleeding hearts and people who want to give back, like, why would we want to bring something to other places, kind of like preaching to the choir in big cities where all these events are happening? So if you go to New York, there's women's conferences. If you go to the East Coast, West Coast. So we wanted to bring something to the Midwest and grow it beyond that. We're in our second year. We're still small. We hope to grow it every year. and We hope that it'll be kind of like a South by feel with people crawling around town wearing tons of gold and glitter and just like taking over Bloomington. That's the goal for for the long term. Our guest this week, Sarah Perfetti. Uh, Here's a quote uh, that I found by you. We (laughs) want to try and make the Midwest cool. (laughs) You're making us cool. Yeah, we are trying to make it cool. Pete Yonkman of Cook said he wanted to make Bloomington 40% cooler and... Him, he connected with other co-founder Chelsea Sanders because we were trying to make Bloomington a little bit cooler. And that uh, shared mission really connected in that. What is the origin of the name? Yeah, we were, um, the whole idea, we wanted something that felt like an action. So mm-hmm. be golden and then do golden. Something. Yeah, yeah, do right. something, but not too forceful. And right. we also wanted something that felt timeless. So we started, like, if you look at our uh, logo, it's a hexagon and it's like an element. And if you look at the gold, it has six different, yeah, six different elements. You're wearing or, it on your uh, t-shirt. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm sporting my be golden t-shirt <laughs> and jacket. And, oh, I noticed that And jacket, too. yeah. There's apparel. Yes, there's apparel. We have a a hexagon. And so we wanted, we were thinking of elements that are timeless, but also rare. And each person is really rare. Gold being rare and gold coming in so many different forms, like you could melt it or it could get hot and get hard, take different shapes. So we wanted something. And it's also like an easy thing to brand. Gold was an easy thing to work with. Now, one of the things that I found from your website, which, uh, by the way, the website is begoldenstaygolden.com. Mm-hmm. You can also register for the conference. Tickets still available even at this late hour? Yeah, tickets are still available even at the door. On your website, you say something on the order of uh, you're, uh, you're hoping to uh, inspire and empower women and their allies to spark the change they want to see in themselves and the world around them. I understand the world around them part, but let me ask you, why should women want to change themselves? Haven't we had problems with that over the years, with women being told that they're not good enough? Yeah, that's a really great, um, deep question to ask. I think... um, 
sparking the change in themselves could be just the way that they're presenting themselves and the way they have to code switch when you're in a different group. So you are changing. So changing that behavior that I'm using the word change a lot, but if I'm in a room with a bunch of men, I may act differently than if I'm in a room with a bunch of women. So to change that behavior, finding that authenticity within yourself and like highlighting that and being proud of being unique and highlighting the differences, you know, not feeling like you're the only X, Y, Z, but being proud that you're the only X, Y, Z instead of thinking of a negative thing. Another part of what you say is we invite forward thinking like-minded women to join us in, as you say, living unapologetically. Yeah. And that's a thing a lot of people do. Women more often, I think, saying, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, like apologizing for things. It's apologizing for taking up space. Yeah. And and so we want women to be, and personally, I have to get better at it, but we want people to not apologize for their differences and actually celebrate those differences. Who are some of the women that you admire in the world today? Definitely my mom. She owns a small business in Northwest Indiana in my hometown. And my mom, I feel like just exceeds in every category of like, if you could give a best mom award, like maybe everyone feels like that, I don't know. But my mom is a great parent. She owns a business. Um, She was always super involved with all the things. I'm one of, there's four of us. So Uh I have three siblings. I'm the oldest. My mom was the swim team president. She was the president of the, um, what's it called? The Parent Teachers Association Uh at the school and elementary school. She would make the dinners and host them for all the athletic events. But she still did that, like managing a business, managing a household. And she's not, she's very authentically her which was embarrassing as a kid to (laughs) hear my mom say some of the things that she would say. She would say the same thing in a room full of a bunch of men to a room full of a bunch of women. And that was like really um, inspiring to see somebody not have that fear. She just says what she wants to say, but confidently and not in a mean way, just in like a very forward way, not worrying about what anybody thinks of her. She doesn't worry about what people think of her outfits or she's just like very, very confident. And she's definitely, like our household growing up was definitely a matriarchy, like she owned it. (laughs) (laughs) She's coming to this conference. She also supports everything that I've ever done, anything. Like in Miami, when I was a swimmer, she would fly down and come to my swim meets, whereas like I had teammates whose families were from Miami and didn't come to any of their meets. My mom was always so supportive and always there. And she'll wow. be coming to be golden. Her thing that I think she needs to learn is how to not be so busy and to take some time for herself because she just gives, gives, gives. Gives to her employees, gives to her kids, gives to my dad. Like, she's just constantly giving. What percentage of that energy do you think you've inherited? I think I'm pretty balanced. People say I'm more like my mom than my dad. Uh-huh. But my mom, if she were sitting here, she's higher energy than I am. I'm pretty calm, and my dad has that calm attitude. But my mom is, she always has a zillion things going on, and I'm kind of like that. That's uh, what I was getting at because... Uh, when we were sitting down and I said to you, literally, what's your day job? Yeah. You you essentially said there's a million of them. Yeah. <laughs> what what kind of things are and you And I get that in? from my mom, yeah. She's oh, always yeah. had a lot of things going on. She's never been somebody to just 
check in nine to five and then leave and go home and do that. She's always had a lot. So kind of like that. I teach cycling, indoor cycling. I am getting my real estate license. So I plan to do real estate. And that's actually what my mom does. So she's planning on opening an office here and expanding her business. Are you going to work for her? Yeah, that's the plan. We work so well together too. We work really well together. Uh, You have been the uh, executive director of Bloomington Pride. Yeah, I was. You were involved with the equity project at Indiana University. What was that all about? After I graduated from SPIA, I actually had a year where I was, I lived in Indy and I was doing a bunch of things, kind of like I am now. So that equity project was the one time post-grad school that I had like a true kind of nine to five. Um, But the equity project is a part, it actually dissolved. So the equity project is no longer there because the grant funding kind of dried up. But the equity project was a part of KEEP, the Center for Evaluation Education Policy, which is a part of the School of Education. So it's an IU department that focuses on equity in education. So you were you tracked and analyzed data and yeah. so forth. We were talking uh, earlier about all the different topics and uh, facets of this uh, conference. One of them being exercise. Yes. You were a swimmer. I was. You got a a scholarship to your university. Where did you go? Florida International University. And you swam there. I did. I swam all four years. Uh I was the first one to actually, it was a really young program, and I was the first person to graduate having gone through all four years of the swim program. So I was on the the inaugural team. (laughs) Because of Title IX, actually. Um, FIU got the football team, and as a result, they had to have a female, t- a women's team. So right. the swim team was the result of the football team. Uh-huh. But yeah, there's exercise included in the conference. And that's also um, the other co-founder, Chelsea Sanders, was a swimmer in college, too. So both of us have the fitness. She's actually a cycling instructor at Ethos as well. So we both have that in common, and often when you go to a conference, it's pretty easy to eat a lot, sit a lot because you're listening to people talking to you, and there's not a lot of activity. And for people who are used to activity, we wanted to make sure that they didn't miss out on their exercise. So we've included movement on Friday and Saturday of the conference, a 45-minute workout followed by a healthy, light breakfast. And we have people leading those workouts. And really, it's supposed to be for all fitness levels. So it could be modified to be harder for people who are more fit or easier for people who may not be regular workout. Uh, I also noticed that uh, all three days of the conference, there's a party. There is, yeah. (laughs) You guys have energy. Which is also a reflection of how we are. Yeah. You think I'm doing a lot. Chelsea Sanders is... involved in a zillion things too like triple what I do but yeah we included parties afterwards and the idea with that is to also make it fun so we wanted to add a lot of fun into it and give people an opportunity to network beyond the conference because one thing that's often I think missed in conferences is you go and you hear this awesome speaker and you're so motivated to do all those changes and whatever you're doing but then you don't have the opportunity often to like talk about it and to debrief with the people there and maybe you heard someone's story you felt like you could really connect with so we wanted to create alternative spaces where women could just talk and hang out sarah perfetti she's the uh, one of the co-founders of be golden the big conference taking Mm -hmm. place starting in moments literally moments 
uh, all over town. Sarah, thanks so much for being on Big Talk. Yeah, thank you for having me, Michael.